0: back to the It's Just Complicated podcast. Today I have a pre-recorded episode for you guys. My mom is on the podcast. Um, I filmed it back in January when she was here because I wasn't going to see her again for a little while. So it was the first episode that I ever filmed, so bear with the sound. Um, Our microphones were a little too far away and um, I was... Really, really nervous. So my voice sounds a little weird, but just bear with it. I'm super excited for this episode. Um, we're talking about just how complicated it is to be a mom and just some of the joys and um falls and stuff of her journey of being a mother and kind of where she's at now. Um so yes, today I have my mom Tara on the podcast. Go ahead and say hello. Hello. <laughs> so tell us a little bit
1: about yourself. Um, I am from a small town in Montana, I spent all my first 20 years there, um, before moving I jumped from Spokane, back to Montana, to Salt Lake, to Seattle, and then back to Montana. Um, and do you like being in Montana? It's alright, it doesn't have big bugs, that's my big thing. Yeah. <laughs> You know me, I don't mm-hmm. like bugs. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. I have been married to my husband for how many years? 22 years. have two children, friendly, obviously, and I have a son who is 17, Gavin. I was going to say, man, that's about
0: as long as I've been alive. And, well,
1: that would make sense because... (laughs) We got pregnant shortly (laughs) after we got married. So, yes. Yeah. About two months after we got married, we got pregnant with Brindley. Maybe a few more months after that. I can't remember.
0: How was that, getting married and then getting pregnant pretty much pretty soon after? I had never asked you that.
1: Um... I don't think it was that big of a deal. Your dad and I had been together for a while, and um, at that point in time in our relationship, we weren't following Jesus, so we lived in sin. So, um, we'd already been living together for over a year. So, we'd already gotten really, truly through our first year of marriage. Um, I wasn't really wanting to get pregnant. Um, He didn't want me? Well... (laughs) No, that's Let's okay. Back it up. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, everybody said because I had been on birth control, said that it was going to take me a year before I'd get pregnant, and we managed to do it in the first month. So yay us. Yes. Beat <laughs> <laughs> the odds. Um, so at first I was really scared, but then obviously, um, instantly I was excited. And scared and excited. <laughs> How old were you and Dad when you got pregnant with me? Oof. I think I was 28. 27 or 28.
0: So that would make Dad 28 or 28? 28 or 29. Okay. I could
1: do the math, but it might take a of math. That would be a lot of math.
0: That's fair. I see where my poor math came <laughs> from. <laughs>
1: Bath was my good subject. Ah, that's
0: not good. Well, you've been out of school for a <laughs> long time. I've only been out for three years, and I've already forgotten everything. So, Okay. All right, so we'll jump into the questions. Um, my first question is, did you have any other name ideas for me? Yes.
1: I have to think, because it wasn't a normal name. I really, really had a hard time with this because before your dad and I even found out we were pregnant, matter of fact, we'd taken a test and it said we weren't pregnant and it was Christmas Eve and we were driving to work because we both worked retail and we had a discussion about names and he wanted to name you Gavin Scott was his name Um, and We couldn't think of any girls' names, so I knew for sure we were having a girl (laughs) because we couldn't think of names. So we worked retail, and um, I just started, like, asking all the little girls their names when they came in, and I met a Brinley. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I like it. And your dad wasn't really sold on it. He didn't really like it. And, um then I met a girl who was 18 who her name was Brinley, and she's like I love my name I have never ever wanted another name so I was like well I'm naming my kid after you and then um, after we had decided Brinley was the name there was a girl that I worked with that I really really liked and her name was Janae and I, the more I thought about it I was like I really kind of like the name Janae and I think your dad said no as I like Bridley better than Janae, <laughs> so thank you. And then once we met you, you're, you're just a Bridley. There's nothing nothing else that quite yeah. fits. For some reason, I thought Dad wanted to name me
0: Sunshine. I don't know where I came uh, up with that one, but da- I thought Dad had like, like some on crazy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I've always told people that. So anybody I told that to, sorry, I lied.
1: <laughs> I used to tell everybody that. My parents got snowed in on their anniversary, and that's how come I came about. And they got married on August 31st, and they were on their way to Canada. And I don't know where I got that story from, but I told it for 30-plus years (laughs) before I found out that it was a lie.
0: (laughs) I do remember you telling me that story. Yeah, it's a lie. (laughs) Didn't happen. That's funny. Okay. (laughs) Did Grandma have any other names for you?
1: I was supposed to be Brent.
0: Brent. Brent. That'd been cool, Brent and Brent. <laughs> Man,
1: Grandma. I was supposed to be a boy, though. Oh well. <laughs> Back in the day, they didn't have the cool things that we have to tell us what we're having. So she thought I was a boy. Oh. And so, and you stayed in the hospital a lot longer when I was born. Um. So for the first week of my life, I was called Rosie Ruby because my grandparent, my grandma's names were Rose and Ruby, so they called me Rosie Ruby. Like, really? thank God that did stick. Yeah. <laughs> Love my grandmas, but I don't want to be named after him.
0: Yeah. And... Yeah? Yeah. I'll refrain <laughs> from saying anything else. Okay. Our next question is, what was your favorite memory with
1: us as kids? <clears throat> this one's a little bit harder because there's lots of, of good memories, but I just remember, like... When, when you were both were small And we lived in Seattle And we used to play I had the daycare And we would play out <clears throat> <I'm> cry <crying. laughs> <laughs> In the cul-de-sac with all the kids And everybody mm-hmm. would come down And I just remember always Feeling like you guys were happy
0: <laughs> I do remember that I remember I, I always joke around that Like that's where I get like not trauma, but, like, I get a lot of my traits from is just from, like, you having that daycare because, um, so we lived in Seattle from when I was age two to, like, eight, right? Yeah. And so in that time period, I don't know if it was the entire time that you lived in Seattle, but for a couple of those years, my mom ran an in-home daycare. So it's basically like we had like built-in best friends and yeah. then you didn't have to take care of them and put them to sleep you just had to take care of them during the
1: day <laughs> that's good
0: but yeah i remember that yeah uh, i remember one of the times it snowed in seattle and, and we made this when it snows snowman. in seattle
1: everything shuts down except for the power company and that's where drea worked so we still had um, i do joey and tommy yeah at and you and Gavin you guys all went out and you made snowman mm-hmm. in the backyard.
0: Yeah. When we lived in Seattle, we had a a friend that lived just a couple... Was it one or two
1: houses down from us? She There was two houses in between.
0: It was like in a little cul-de-sac. And um, Drea had two boys, Tommy and Joey. And we always did stuff together.
1: Yeah. Those times were just good times. Yeah. We all had friends and we were all... Just doing, doing things together. Yeah. So, I think since COVID, we've gotten very used to being by ourselves and, you know, the whole antisocial and the jokes that we make about it. Um, I think that it's detrimental to us because I think the best memories are with people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's how God created us to be, is to be of community. Yep. So... Yeah. I guess that
1: answers my next question. What was your favorite <laughs> stage? Because that
0: was probably
1: you know, your stage. I would think that um, definitely that's a favorite favorite. But my favorite stage of you um, was like right um, before we moved to Seattle. Like right in that two and three year old stage. Um, I know a lot of people say terrible twos, but I just love the twos when. Um, you're learning how to talk and it sounds cute and it's funny but you're also learning about boundaries and how to do things and question things and I just find that a very fascinating um, stage in life I just I love it I think it's great yeah it's I also remember locking myself in my bedroom and calling my mom and you were (laughs) you were underneath the door just sticking your fingers underneath the door (laughs) My mom was like, You need to let her in and I'm like, I may kill her if I do <laughs> I don't even remember what you were doing. So it was just that that point of I was so frustrated and you probably didn't want to take a nap is what your biggest thing was is I needed a nap and you didn't want one. Yeah. So. But you were just sticking your fingers <laughs> underneath
0: there. Did you did you have a like a job at that point or was that that
1: I'm not 100% sure, because when we moved to Seattle, I obviously didn't have a job right away, and that could have been during that time, but um, I also, before I decided to um, open my daycare, I worked for a bridal shop, managed bridal shop, and that was a nightmare. Yeah. That could be a whole podcast conversation on its own. Mm-hmm. So that forced me into um, taking in kids.
0: Yeah, did so. you enjoy that drum?
1: That's kind of a loaded question because um, obviously there's a lots of things that I loved about it, but the part that I didn't like about it and the reason why we ended up moving to Montana was because I didn't have the energy at the end of the day for you and Gavin and that was the reason why I was staying at home was so that I could be with you and then when I was just with you it was like just sit down in front of the TV and watch cartoons. Yeah. I don't have the energy for anything else so. Um it was kind of a love hate it, it allowed me to spend more time with you but obviously not that one-on-one time that I wanted. Yeah. that I dreamt of. So. But So yes and no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Always pros and cons. Yes. So my next question is, who am I more like, you or
1: a dad? <laughs> uh, I think that um, in your feelings and emotions, you're much more like your mom because you have very soft feelings and easily um, emotional but then in your sense of humor and um, the way that you process things, stuff like that, your 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 dad over and over. But I think the your dad doesn't get overly emotional. He'll get frustrated and angry, which you do. But the emo- emotional part comes from me. But overall, I think you're more like your father.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs>
1: It's still to be determined.
0: Yeah. Who was I more like when I was a kid?
1: Ah, the dreaded silence (laughs) of a podcast. Um, I would say that you're probably more like your dad. You're very, um, although he might say this was more like me, um, very strong-willed, very set and determined in your ways, which could be both of us. I think your dad and I are a lot alike. In those ways, I think it's just the woman traits of the emotional part of it that um, come in to play. But you are, um, I would say, overall more like your father.
0: Okay. Okay. So, what is your
1: favorite part about being a mom? <clears throat> um, I think just seeing you guys grow up and um I think that I didn't really understand I'm gonna cry again <laughs> that's okay <laughs> I didn't understand what love was till I had kids yeah. and that first even though I was scared out of my mind that first look and like holding you in that feeling and I know that lots of people say this it's just like How you cannot know someone and love them so much all in the same. Just that overwhelming feeling of love and that you would do anything for them. Yeah. But watching you guys grow up and just seeing the choices that you're making and where life is taking you and what God has for you. That's also very rewarding as well. Yeah. Tears. It's okay.
0: (laughs) It's okay. Well, you created a great environment for us to do those things. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Okay,
0: next question. What is the biggest goal of your life right now?
1: To make it to retirement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like that's everybody. (laughs) And then you get to retirement and you're like, man, this sucks. I have no money and
1: (laughs) I get to sit around all day. It's just like going from childhood to adulthood. Oh, man this sucks (laughs) I have no money and all I have to do is work (laughs) yeah um all in all I think I this past year I created a class um for trauma I had a lot of trauma as a, a child I went through some situations and God laid on my heart that he wanted me to help kids in the same situation um Know where their worth comes and um, how sometimes our trauma can can um, be used in such a positive way to help others. And um, so I created it was just a small four week class, um, and I would really you know my goal is to create it to be better and better and it to be used every year and um maybe next year it's five weeks i can add on something um but it's kind of um near and dear to my heart because i didn't have god Um, not because i didn't want him i just didn't know how it all worked i was raised in a a lutheran home Mm -hmm. um not that there's anything wrong with being a lutheran but the understanding of Having a relationship with God was never talked about. Um, I think I've shared with you that (laughs) I was kind of a mama's girl. So I never really wanted to be away from her. So I was invited not to come back to Sunday school when I was a kid. Because I cried a lot. Yeah. But. um, So I wasn't. I wasn't brought up understanding what. um, Having a relationship with Jesus was. So I want to help kiddos, even when they're coming from a bad situation, know that that's not their worth and who they are. So, yeah, it's pretty important to me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And it's just taking the first leap because, like you're saying, you can always make it better. But,
1: yeah, and I the- did, I did it, I accomplished it. I had um, three kids that were consistent, there was a fourth one that kind of in and out, in and outed. Um, but three kiddos that were very consistent. Um, And I think that um, as Christians, we all kind of know those answers. It's pretty basic. Um, We know our worth in God and who he says we are and all those things, but putting them into action when you're faced with a situation um, that is something that you can't necessarily avoid, like, you, maybe your trauma comes from a parent who you love and don't want to necessarily cut out of your life, but knowing when if your if your father talks down to you or your mom, you know, tells you you're a loser or whatever, knowing in that moment what to do with that feeling is super super important, and it's not as easy as saying, "Oh, Jesus loves me." Yeah, yeah, but in that moment, going. What you say doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what God says. And taking that and turning it, you know, into your thought process instead of... As a teenager, you know, I think I love to wallow in the, the pity of my low self-esteem and that kind of stuff. So
0: Yeah. Anyway. And sometimes, uh, you know, when you're younger and you don't understand, it's just easier to say in that yeah. and use it as an excuse than to something about it. Yep.
1: So that's my goal is just to take that and make it better yeah. and reach more kiddos.
0: That's awesome. Okay, and last question. What was your favorite stage? Oh, never I mind. I asked that one already. I was in conjecture with the other one.
1: You so. had one other one, though. Do you want me to remind you? Yeah, sure, because okay. I didn't write it down. I just had <laughs> it like this morning. You asked me um, something, I can't remember how you worded it, but maybe this will jog your memory, about how the lesson that God has taught me. Oh yeah, being...
0: what's the biggest lesson that God taught you
1: from being a mom? Yeah, this one It's a hard, hard lesson. But I would have to say the overall, there was many things I learned from both you and Gavin in in different situations. But the biggest thing I would say is faith and believing if I am to teach you that God loves you no matter what in believing um, that he loves you more than me. That one was really hard. Yeah. And I had a good friend tell me to physically um, picture in my mind taking you guys and just laying you at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And knowing that he loves you more than I do. Which I still struggle with that one. Yeah, <laughs> But um, having faith that he has your life in his hands. And that no matter what I say or do, he's the one that truly can make things happen. And when I realized that when you were going through your hard time. I don't know if I've ever shared all of that with you.
0: I don't think so.
1: Um, it was within two weeks. You were back in church. You were maybe not necessarily on fully the right road, but you were headed in the right direction. Yeah. And the fear that I had, um, every day that something would happen to you or you would make a decision that would affect the rest of your life. Those were kind of over that, that stressful and same with, same with Gavin, you know, he has his own issues and battles, battles. He's still, struggling and fighting but knowing that i can be there and love you but praying for you and um giving it to god is the most important thing so yeah and that has carried over into your father which (laughs) who was not going to church but is now very involved he's on the board he leads the sound ministry Goes to church more than I do now.
0: (laughs) I feel like it was like a 180 within one weekend. Everything was like boom.
1: (laughs) And that was through prayer and faith that God could do it. Mm -hmm. Because I'd been trying um, for years and years. Pastor Jason taught that us women we're not supposed to nag and drag um, yeah. <laughs> guilt him in and I tried all the tricks I was like if he really loves me he will come and I will try to guilt him or Gavin doesn't want to go because you don't want to go and you need to go because Gavin needs to go and all the different things and when I finally had faith that God could do it but I couldn't and just started praying for him Those were, that's when we saw the change
0: so. yeah saw awesome. him. I didn't know that that was part of the story. I yeah. just thought that he just decided, but, I mean, he did decide. But yes, it
1: was his choice. I think
0: it was. I thought, like, just from hearing that, it sounds like it was also a lesson for you that God had. Yes. He wasn't, he wasn't ready to, I don't know if this is the right wording, but, like, ready to tug on Dad's heart until you were ready
1: to give it up to him. Absolutely. And I feel like... It's probably an ongoing process (laughs) because I'm a (laughs) control freak. And that's what he did with you. Like I tried for a full year of like, okay, I'm going to try this with her. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure, you know, and I I think at certain times I was more of a mom, a friend than a mom because I just wanted to keep that, that relationship with you. Um, And until I gave it to God, nothing really changed other than more heartbreak and sadness it was just hard yeah and until you give it to him i prayed for your dad i prayed i watched that movie oh what's it called case for faith
0: oh the second one of the case for christ series yeah yeah i
1: watched that and the the wife in there prays. i believe it's ezekiel twenty three thirty three, to remove his heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh mm-hmm. i prayed that every night for your dad It works prayer works people <laughs> so anyway Are you gonna ask me my shower question <gasps> no
0: no that's
1: supposed to be i beginning? forgot <laughs>
0: yeah <I've... laughs> okay so um what is your shower thought of the week it's your random thought
1: my random thought
0: random thought that isn't something that you just like
1: And I'll tell you what my random thought in the shower today was. I wonder if my hair smells weird because I'm only washing it one time a week. And does anybody else smell my weird hair? Or is it just me?
0: I don't smell your hair, so (laughs) I think that answers the question for you.
1: Uh, I have tried... Like, because my hair doesn't do anything the day that I wash it, so I've been trying to cut back, so I'm just washing it once a week. Yeah. (laughs) And that was my thought today as as I was washing, and I was like, oh, it kind of smells weird. So, I washed it twice just to make sure.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what I started doing. I I wash it, I wash it twice a week. I go, like, four days in between washing, and I do, like, this, like, coffee rub on it. I wash it with that, and then I wash, shampoo it again.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. I was, when I first started doing it, I thought my hair smelled like coffee, which, I mean, to some people isn't a bad smell, but being someone who works at a coffee shop, I you don't want I like I to smell like coffee when <laughs> I get home.
1: <laughs> smell like you're at work all day.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. My shower thought of the week is that I... cannot stand that people don't know how to use a crosswalk <laughs> <laughs> so we took you guys to broadway and at 10 o'clock on a friday morning it was really good but if you go like later at night
1: it's like downtown time
0: yeah nobody knows how to use a crosswalk yeah. and i was just thinking about that when we were on broadway and just just that like it literally has a red hand that means stop. And some of them even say don't walk. Yeah. Like we were, I saw a couple of them that said don't walk and then it would light up and say walk. Yeah. It's, it's literally saying it and people can't listen.
1: Yes. Well, we live in an entitled country and if they see that there is no traffic coming, they think it's fine to walk even though it says not to. Yeah. So. But if you hit them, even if they walk across the street when it says it, don't walk. You're in trouble. Still your fault. Yeah. 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 So I agree. People are stupid. (laughs) Way (laughs) to. Well, maybe (laughs) 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 I love all the peoples, but y'all need to think a little bit more sometimes.
0: Yeah. There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all I had for our questions. Thanks for coming on today. Of course. was fun. doing my very first podcast with me because even though this episode is probably going to be the second or third podcast that comes out, it'll be the first episode that I've ever filmed. Awesome! So, thank you. It's my my pleasure. <laughs> Always having my mama here to make me comfortable.
1: <laughs> Anytime, dear. Love you.
0: Love you too. Thank you, mama. You're welcome. <laughs>